1: Hello everyone, welcome to BYT Radio, my name is Brandon Weatherby, we're recording this in the beautiful Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, we're in the full service radio studio It is a beautiful day outside, it's the kind of day that makes you happy to live in D.C. All around us are very hip people, reasonably dressed people, unreasonably dressed people, and uh, political commentators for the New York Times because we live in Washington, D.C., BYT's radio stands for Brightest Young Things Radio, where I am the managing editor. On today's show is another managing editor of a very different type of publication. We are all over the place. (laughs) Me or you? Managing editors? Yeah, yeah. There's two of us in this one room. We both have beards and glasses on. Sound alike too? Do we sound alike? A little bit, yeah. No, we're white and tall. Don't forget that. Damn right, we're white. And, and sighted, Never side. take a knee, everybody. So on the show today, Jason Dick, everybody. Jason's here. In addition to being the managing editor of CQ Roll Call, you are the host of a podcast. Those are few and far between these days. It's called <laughs> Political Theater because you work in politics and there's a theatrical uh, version of what you do. Nope, that's not what the show is. I've been on the show. I've listened to the show. Uh, it's... Do you want to feel free to chime in? You've been sure. introduced. You exist sure. in this world now. Uh, no, I mean, I you know the w- one thing that we wanted to do in political theater is just take a step back and, mm-hmm. and 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 call call people's attention to some of these absurdities, some of the theatrical aspects of political theater, and also look at some trends and things that are not particularly obvious. That's I think a the, big umbrella. I think the last few episodes are pretty indicative of the show. So two episodes ago, you did sort of a primary recap. Mm-hmm. So if you care about the primaries of Oregon, you're going to care about that episode, right? Exactly. So that's not me. That's not you. But yesterday's yesterday show is a little is, different. Is a little bit different. Yes, it's. Uh, uh, I, I spoke with one of my colleagues at CQ. Uh, this guy named Clyde McGrady. Uh, he he and I have have uh, kind of become. You know, pals uh, in in the newsroom, not mm-hmm. so much because we like to cover public policy, but because we're both like kind of odd ducklings. We both come from like small rural areas in big states. He's from southern Georgia. I'm from central Arizona. Uh, and we just sort of started. We, we just talk about like shows we're watching or stuff we're listening to. And we hit on this idea that like, you know, two of the biggest comedies right now mm-hmm. on television and they both wrap their seasons this month in May. Uh, Atlanta, Donald Glover's mm-hmm. show, uh, Emmy-winning show, and Roseanne, the rebooted Roseanne mm-hmm. by Roseanne Barr. They kind of don't seem like they belong necessarily in the same room together, uh, but there's a lot of similarities. And we wanted to talk about how they're both tapping into what Clyde and I kind of refer to as the desperate class, people who are, have a lot of anxiety about their future, about their economic situation. And it's interesting how well each show taps into that. Okay. The one thing that I was waiting for one of you to mention in the show which I don't think came up was the popularity of the shows. Mhm. Talked about the critical acclaim of Atlanta right. It's an Emmy winning show isn't that a nice thing? That's it's beautiful. No it's one's like watching it. <laughs> it's true. It's a lie. It's on FX. It, people on are FX. watching people watched Roseanne. People watched the re- re- reboot of Roseanne because people watched the reboot of Roseanne. Fox retooled their entire lineup to get in Last Man Standing in professional wrestling because they thought and they are right that more people will watch Last Man Standing live. Then Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've seen zero episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine live. I've seen every episode of the series. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. So, why didn't that come up in your show? Is it not something that you guys considered important, or did you think that... Does it really matter how we consume media as long as we are consuming it? Because people are watching Atlanta, let's be fair. But not nearly in the amount of numbers, and definitely not live. Right, and and we... We probably, like, done done again, uh, we would have mentioned that, like, I mean, this, these are, you know, these are two fairly different platforms. You mm-hmm. know, FX is a little bit more of a niche uh, micro network within Fox. ABC is ABC. It's the biggest media company in the world, I think, or, or you know, or close to it. Shows so, move around right. the same way candidates move up. If they were right. doing that well, if Atlanta was doing that well and garnered the numbers, they would just move it to network. Probably. Not probably. probably it's happened before. People, like, shows move all the time. Right. The, the only time that they ever get moved to a smaller network is to become the anchor baby, a la It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but getting moved from FS to FXX because they wanted that you anchor that network, and right. it still does. Right. So the reason why I'm asking you this is because why do you think Atlanta is important to anyone that's not in that bubble? And I'm asking you this because you mentioned in the top of the show, right. you come from not this bubble. Right. Okay. A part of it is that I, I mean, in, in particular Atlanta, it introduced me to a world that I I wasn't... Uh, it wasn't that I wasn't aware that there are people no. working in hip hop in Atlanta. You're not I, I familiar got with part. trap music? Uh, not not familiar. Did did not know what the term was until, of course, I I read a profile of Donald Glover in <laughs> the New Yorker. Uh, and, and that's then, right. We checked I all I the boxes. <laughs> like, uh, but but it, it is. I mean, again, beyond just it being a subculture that uh, that I think is interesting, just mm-hmm. from my perspective of just being a curious human being. It is a way of looking at like an an American story that okay. I think everybody should know and I, like and I feel that way about Roseanne too. Mm-hmm. I mean Roseanne is not pitched at me i mean necessarily like i, I mean th- that 's not my demographic necessarily. Uh, you know, because I, I wasn't into the show when it initially This is in. another thing that you talk about on the show. I highly recommend listening to it. It's very short. All your episodes are like, what, 20 minutes? Uh, yeah, you usually try to keep it around 15 minutes or Which so. is rare yeah. for podcasts. It, it is. We're we, going to go a tight 58 minutes today. <laughs> <laughs> we like to make sure people can listen to it on the way to work or, or back. Where do you work that's 15 minutes away? What luxury <laughs> do you live? <laughs> Crazy.
0: I live in Capitol
1: Hill. Of course you live in Capitol Hill. <laughs> okay, you don't mention who the show is for. You mentioned who the show is for in Atlanta, right. but you don't really mention who it's for in Roseanne because, the sh- while this sh- Roseanne does wear her Trump support as the character on her sleeve, there is Jackie is the role of the nasty woman. I think it's more nostalgia than anything else. Yeah, I don't think it's it, at least the ad campaign wasn't. Right. No, it, it it's it, it's interesting because the, the when they rebooted it, relaunched it in in March. Uh, you know there was a lot of it, it was almost uh like a, a wrestling type build up right <laughs> of of like you know she came out of the gate saying, "I support trump i mean she sort of almost cast herself as like the heel by going on you know the she got into it with jimmy Kimmel uh you know like a, about like her her beliefs and so forth and the first episode the relaunched it 's not mm-hmm. a it 's not a pilot as, as yeah, season it 's it's, it's season ten uh but you know it 's in the premiere uh of of season ten. I mean, she comes out of the gate and talks about Trump, and then it just kind of goes back into almost being like a reunion show. Yeah. And, and then so, they return to it a little bit, I think, in the last, in the finale. I'm not going to speak for the rest of the episodes, but I did watch the first night. The first night had two episodes. Uh, the premise of the first episode is Darlene is moving back at home because she's broke. Right. Also, they own a gun and forgot where they put the gun. <laughs> and the premise of the second episode is uh, Darlene has a gender-fluid uh, kid. Mm-hmm and the gender fluid kid wants to occasionally wear skirts so he does and Dan gives him a knife to protect himself and the kid doesn't even need the knife cuz he could protect himself everyone wins so from just watching the show not not looking at the ad campaign it's an incredibly progressive storyline but it's being polluted by the reality of the lead actress does that make sense it it does it does uh, i mean I, I i think that that is is true and and I th- I can't help but think that For ABC and for Roseanne Barr The person and the executive producer mm-hmm. They wanted to it, it, Just rebooting a show I mean that may not be enough anymore But getting people chattering about it Getting people talking about it Trying to tap into audiences that maybe Are a little sick of just watching Sitcoms that are based on you know Los An- in Los Angeles or New York, necessarily Like, that was worth the the risk I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Roseanne Barr says Actually, I'm a totally liberal Democrat <laughs> Like, if, if that was to serve her purpose uh, Roseanne is a libertarian who likes weed and lives in Hawaii Like, that's who she is right. uh, She's also a libertarian because she's a fucking idiot Moving on <laughs> Um you, you spoke about audiences. We have very, very different audiences for our readership. They both live in Washington, D.C. Do you want to – can we name – we're going to name names of who's in the lobby right now. Let's just do that. Who's yeah, in let's the do it. Who's in the lobby right now? Uh, David Brooks, New York Times uh, op-ed, New York Times columnist. Uh, he likes to uh, sort of pursue this center line, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, of, of politics. Uh, like not-so-nasty not, not so nasty republicanism, I guess you could, you could say. Uh, and I would say that David Brooks – Uh, readers probably is not the key demographic for Bray Shunk Things readers. I think that that's a fairly safe assumption. Great. (laughs) And I would say that the majority of Bray Shunk Things readers like the Line Hotel, like the shows on full service radio Definitely are younger Right They're the people who know What trap music is Right And I feel like There's this disconnect Between the two cities Of which we live mm-hmm. We run in the exact same circles We're literally Under the same roof With these people That you see on television Every day ad nauseum Right And write horrible opinions That are made of bullshit By the way Everything I write is perfect Moving on uh, <laughs> The the two worlds Don't collide all that much right. And I I cannot fathom why because it's not an income thing it's not a money thing it's not a race thing it's not a gender thing it's not a sexuality thing what is it you live on capitol hill Mm -hmm. you can have an entire friend set based on capitol hill and never leave that Capitol hill hill bubble right and never venture to adams morgan and i can live in adams morgan and never go south of i don't know o street because i gotta go to my whole foods am i right people (laughs) so what why isn't there more melding um, I know it's a very vague question. But no, I apologize I, but, already. Well, I know i thought about this a lot because I, you know, my my spouse, my wife, Fon Johnson, she she works uh, at Bloomberg BNA. That's mm-hmm. that's over in Crystal City, uh, you know, across across the Potomac River. Uh, she, it's not an arduous uh, commute by any means, uh, but like when we get like after we're done working, you know, like a twelve-hour day or something like that, sometimes. I mean, maybe the last thing you want to do necessarily is is go like – hang out. I mean, I'm granted, I'm talking from more of a, like, an, I'm a little older uh, than yeah, but the average BYT reader. Yeah, but I'm, you're not, I'm, like, a sad man. Like, you no. still go out and you have friends, and you're, I think you're rare, especially in your age group, of people that are, like, still trying to, like, see new things and not have right. the same friends since ever. And there's nothing wrong with having the same friends since ever. No, no, Friendship no. Friendship is important. It, it's No, it, but it also, it's a, it's a stability thing, right? I mean, like, anyway, it, it's it's more stable to, I mean, if you, if you know you want to hang out with your family, with your friends and so forth, that doesn't mean that you should Shouldn't venture out and and go to uh, Finland next week, for instance. <laughs> so I, you know what so, <laughs> I would say that there's more there's a, there's a lot of people on the Hill that might go to Finland before they go to U Street. Uh, that's true. I mean, I and I, I don't understand why that is. I, I and I've been I, here like yeah. eight years. Yeah, no, I I get it. I, I I totally. I'm a little perplexed by by it too because I think that Washington is a fascinating place. Yeah. I mean, it, it is It is unique. It has its uh, limitations. It has its liabilities. There are parts of it that are lame. Um, but there are also, it's just a, I mean, it's a place that people want to be. And and like, I mean, I think that the term, there was this Washington Post magazine a couple of weeks ago about like, is DC getting too cool? No, I don't the answer is no. Think that's DC a is not cool, so they can't get too cool. Well, but, actually, but, no, that's, that's not right. Because we are not cool, we will inherently get cooler right. because there's the bar is so low. right. But it, but it, it and it, there was this term... Really quick, yeah. uh, BYT throws events that don't suck. We are legitimately cool. If you think DC's cool, you're lame. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the, the, Jack, you yeah. want to chime in on this one? <laughs> no, I have nothing for Damn this. Damn right. <laughs> you play it safe. We're the coolest uh-huh. motherfuckers out there. Yeah. No one else will swear because they're worried about their brand. Anyways, go ahead, sir. Uh, the... I, <laughs> what? I may, have, I may have lost my train of thought. Remember fiber. when you were young and sellout was yes. like a bad term? Right. So... I'm I'm now the old guy because I'm like stop saying brand. Now I'm like, twenty years ago I'd be like, yeah, Bob Dylan didn't sell out. He got that Victoria's Secret commercial money. He's the best. Cool, good for him. That was the smartest thing he's ever done. <laughs> and now I'm like, stop talking about your fucking brand. What you don't even do a thing. Right. What's your what is that? Well, oh, that's not a thing. So, oh, anyways, I, go, go ahead. No, I, I remember our the the train of thought is just like why why don't people, you know go out more and I think that it might have something to do with just like why so many people do move here and this term in this magazine was was, uh, uh, govsters instead of uh, like a sort of a derivative of hipster Mm -hmm. and you know it's very easy to get wrapped up in your identity as somebody who's saving the world or saving your Oh, okay. Party. And so maybe, sure. like, sometimes you're like, hey, you know, maybe I should really just, like, you know, devour this briefing book as opposed to going out and, like, having a good time and eating too much barbecue and, be- and drinking too much beer. Oh, I mean, my first I, person, I'm so lame. <laughs> but, and, and I, I... It is a balance because obviously people want their their lives to be meaningful. They want yeah. their jobs to, to have meaning. But I think that people in washington are still learning that balance and so sometimes they you know they there's this there's a group that goes like you said to U Street yeah. to H Street to Adams Morgan you know and and then there's the there there isn't a lot of mixing once you get to a certain point and maybe it's just some of its exhaustion you know you have a kid and you you, I mean, loo- sure, you lose I'll sleep give you that. For three years in a row I'll and, give you that yeah. I'm not going to knock anybody that's like busy with a child here right. but I am curious as to why when you go to an event like the Funk Parade, you don't see anyone that you... would thats I shouldn't say anyone. That's not fair in any way. You don't see as many people right. as you would like that maybe work on the hill. That's the kind of thing. It's like... It's a little disappointing. Right. I, it, it was interesting. So last week, I, I you, you would uh, you would not know from looking at me, but I'm, I've, I've begun running a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you ran that 5K? Uh, I, well, so I ran a three-miler last Wednesday. Not impressive. Uh, Keep n- going. Not, Im- not impressive. Uh, it, but it's the Ackley Challenge, the American Council for Life Insurance Challenge. It's been around for more than 30 years, and it's a fun event because it's like it's well, members you of Congress. Now bad for making fun of you. <laughs> um, journalists. People in the executive branch, judges, and it's, they, they run, a it's a it's a one and back course on mm-hmm. an, an Anacostia Park, or okay. right across the Anacostia River. It's beautiful, usually. And it's one of those few events where, where there are people who yeah. are, like, in their 20s and also people in their 80s. Like, Chuck Grassley usually runs this race, too. and Name every, drop there. And everybody, he didn't run it this year, though. <laughs> uh, but, you know, people, like, are into it, and they do teams, and it's like, it is this, like, more, it is more of an aspect. I hate to use the word community too much. But, no, that's you haven't used that word yeah. once. Uh, well, it, it's you know it, it's one of those words that has some. Con, it con has a loaded people. bullshit meaning, yeah. like brand. Right, right. Yeah. There's Speaking a of Donald Glover community, hey, thanks. if you've ever listened to the wonderful shows here on Full Service Radio, I'm sure you've heard a lot about community and definitely about brands. Everybody, uh, hopefully not too much about brands. Lots about brands. <laughs> I'm a brand ambassador. Brand, oh, what's that? Did, do you have to be confirmed by the Senate for that? See, that's not funny at all. No, that's the, That's why we don't that's hang the out. Lame that's, the, that's, the, that's the lame, you're never going to be cool. Just embrace not being cool. If you want to be cool... I kind of like that joke. How old are you? 32. <laughs> I'm fucking cool, though. Come on. <laughs> you know, you, you, you yeah. know it's cool when you got to fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, I, you know... Then I, I ran another race mm-hmm. on Sunday. This was the Capitol Hill Challenge and uh, or Capitol Hill Classic, and that was a three k one point eight miles. Oh my God! <laughs> Come on! Um, and that's it, my daily commute. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and my wife Fawn, she ran yes. the ten k part of it because she's in shape and awesome, <laughs> and I ran the three k part because I am. Uh, I would if if I was getting a presidential physical, they would say I'm in amazing shape, but otherwise I'm I'm obese. You know, at at this point, I'm sure 250 pounds. I'm six foot three. Uh, That's that's. Fat, you know, it's, I've got a beer, I've got a beer belly. Yeah, and, but now you look, it hurts to run more than a couple miles at a time. But the good thing about 2018 is like now you're still on like the medium <laughs> to like thin side of it. It's working out. Yeah. But I, I, I enjoyed doing both of these races because I saw people I don't know. I see. I saw people outside of my normal mm-hmm. comfort zone. I mean, more than just journalists, more than just people on Capitol Hill. I saw people, the, the people who uh, not just frequent coffee shops, but working coffee shops. Yes. You know, like, I mean, that that was a good feeling. Like, the people who, you know, my, like, Fawn does the uh, does yoga with, mm-hmm. like, they were there. I mean, it was just, like, a good, like, sort of vibe. And I feel like, you know, Capitol Hill maybe is a little bit more, has a little bit more of that. It's a bigger place. You know, there's, like, 40,000 people who live on Capitol Hill. Do you so. feel like Capitol Hill's its own little micro it, ecosystem I feel like it, type it, of thing. It's kind of its own town. It feels okay. it feels like its own town. Okay. Um, because you can go there and it you can go there and it can feel suburban or urban. Like you you, you can walk your dog yeah. and, and like not yeah. never know that you're in the midst of like the United States Capitol or yeah. you can go to the world's largest repository of knowledge, the Library of Congress, and it's all within a mile of each other. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Have you ever actually used the Library of Congress to as like a research facility? Uh, I have not. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, we, we've actually sent some people at Roll Call yeah. to, to use it, uh, particularly like when we were doing some research on on what Roll Call had done because we donated a lot of our archives, particularly our photographs yeah. there. So they, they it's a you know they have a lot of of stuff there. I've frequented the Library of Congress a lot because mm-hmm. it's just an amazing place. It's beautiful. I think the librarian of Congress Carla uh Carla Hayden is awesome. Yeah. Uh I have interviewed her a couple of times. Uh I've and they used to do this book uh, fair uh in, yeah. in in the Madison building, which mm-hmm. is the newest of the buildings and outside of the Pentagon it's the largest office building in the area. I don't know that. Uh it's huge and and wonderfully brutally ugly. You know, I mean it's just like I love I love buildings like that cuz it's like no one will love this building if I don't. Uh <laughs> and it's like it's it's this amazing ability. Anyway, the the Library of Congress employees mm-hmm. used to take call all of their own yep. books every year, and they had this book fair, and mm-hmm. they sold it, and the, and the proceeds went to charity. And for some reason, uh, there's there, there's some sort of like, you know ethics thing that was tripped that they it wasn't an approved charity they were using or whatever so they put, like the the administration put the kibosh on it last year and i'm just like what I, like I, I mean it's like thing you're the, telling me <laughs> that girl scouts can't sell like you're telling cookies. me that the trump administration <laughs> shut down a book of a knowledge event that doesn't sound like progressive mike pence's stance <laughs> Um, but By the again, way, uh, I'm pro gay. Hail Satan. Continue. No, I was just saying, another example of like one of those like little worlds. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's just it's it's more it, it's a better place for that. It's more conducive to that. I mean, the line. This place is awesome, but it's only been here for like a year now, right? Or not? A, not no, even a year. <laughs> no. I mean, the construction's been going on for longer than the Library of Congress has been around. So, um, it, it opened soft December, and it opened officially in January. And it's is it fully open now? Like all seven floors are open as of like a month ago. I mean, I believe so. Yeah,
0: we yeah. did an event on the roof on the top floor, and the room was open. So,
1: but what about the floor below? Because when I was here the last time, the top two I'm floors not entirely are open. sure. Yeah, we're getting to done. Right. It's a <laughs> Is process. Is it like Metro getting back to good? Ugh, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> no nope, two things about Metro. Uh, controversial statements here. Uh, stop complaining. It's better than nothing. <laughs> Uh, Actually, I lied. Three things. Uh, two, uh, every line needs to be 24-7 if it's underground. There's no excuse for that. Even if you run the trains every 40 minutes, people work. If you're broke, you need to do that. And number three, it needs to be a flat fee. I don't care if you jack it up. I don't care if you lower it down. It has to be a flat fee in and out. None of this, like, I got to go to Rockville for $5. That's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. Buses are a flat fee. I'm right about everything. Hail Satan. Continuing to the Library of Congress thing. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I was... Kind of wrapping on it, but it, it, it's like this. This place may become that hub, that type of hub where people come. I mean, it's not the Library of Congress, of course, but it is. It is a place where, again, we're here. David Brooks is here. You know, yeah. like, I, I mean, it, it's that is a sign, maybe of a. Of, it's a. It's your archetypal. That like, is a third, sign. Is the people that place. know what trap music is will be coming here less and less? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. We had an event. Bright Things had an event at the Library of Congress a year ago mm-hmm. at this time. Uh, we, were, we were through the party that honored Gloria Gaynor's uh, ad- admission is that how that so it? Yeah, you know, it it depends on on they have recordings and yes. films and books. I mean, all books go there. Yes. Uh, but there are are a select number of like films in particular and mm-hmm. and recordings that will be preserved for posterity like or posterity like in the Library of Congress. And so they'll take songs like I Will Survive. Exactly. So we threw this big party and it was free and it was an open bar. But um, but you because every event at the Library of Congress is free, which is pretty cool. Um, but we couldn't tell everyone it was an open bar. They just got there and it's like, surprise, it's an open bar. Anyways, there was a line for like maybe an hour and a half to get in because it's a library of Congress. They have to go through a metal detector. Every single person, no ifs, ands, or buts, which was a pain in the ass when we were bringing in ice. Like, come on guys, whatever. The ice needs use to common sense. metal detector? Um, yeah, they did. Couldn't they use the scan? You the could ice? look through the ice. <laughs> Do you see the metal? Anyways, um... Carla Hayden was so cool, and it was raining that night. She was in full costume. She went out to, like, apologize and take photos with people until everyone was in. She didn't need to do that. She gets paid regardless. Right. (laughs) She didn't even need to be there. Right. That's, I think, the mark of a really cool individual. Yeah. I want to say I would do that. I don't know. It was chilly out. (laughs) And, and she, I mean, one of the things I think that's so interesting about her and her approach is that, I mean, you could see her as a librarian. Yeah. I mean, she's the librarian of Congress, but like that was, you know, that that's almost in, in some ways it, it could be looked upon as an honorific almost like, but she actually is a librarian and loves to talk about books and loves the, that sort of aspect of hanging out, you know, like with pa- the patrons of the library. She's got to be top five, like respectable political, well, not political, like, well-known figures, D.C. Yeah. people. It's like, yeah. Jose Andreas, her, that's it. Like, <laughs> no, I think Mayor Bowser's pretty popular. Um, did herself a favor by adopting a child, you know? <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Um, and th- who, who she else, is up for re-election. Who <laughs> else is... She was going to win regardless. Who else is uh, at that level of, like, very, very difficult to dislike, just a positive force... Wonderful for both the city and the world. It's very rare. It is. It, it is tough to let's let's see. I'm I'm thinking like I don't have I to have like of, an and Butt for Carla right. Hayden. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. I um, might have to. I don't think I have to do that for Jose Andres either. Flu, yeah. please. I hope this maintains. He's the best. <laughs> we but, sp- we co-sponsored Dinandash, and I still want to love that man. And he every time I've had him out with him has been a very good experience. So by the way, the uh, strangest. Um, thing that I've and I know I realize we're getting far from uh, perhaps some of the topics uh, Mm -hmm. but like the strangest event I've ever been to at the Library of Congress I've been to plenty of strange events but the strangest and from the Library of Congress was I think back in 2012 and there was (laughs) there was ice skating uh, in in the Great Hall Uh, oh yes yes, please continue so it was this um, (laughs) it was this crazy like russian winter wonderland appreciation Mm -hmm. kind of thing and it it was it was in the winter and of course they weren't actually skating on ice but they but the um the like the bolshoi ballet company Mm -hmm. like they brought in like these sheets of of plastic that you could ice skate on Mm -hmm. and they redecorated the great hall in the jefferson building which is absolutely gorgeous to begin with uh and then you turned it into like the like the Nutcracker, and it becomes even like crazier, you know. Like, and people there there was ice skating and Russian desserts and a lot of vodka, and it was also right in the middle of uh, the the guy who runs the Bolshoi, the name name escapes me, but he's a big Putin supporter. Big surprise! What a big surprise supporter! Uh, and this was right after. Uh, Pussy Riot had been um sentenced to prison like the 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 members of Pussy Riot and he was asked about this at a like a sort of a mm-hmm. meet and greet the press uh, right before we do this crazy event and so like the th- this you know ballet company you know artistic director uh <laughs> like just went off about Pussy Riot and how like you know how Disrespectful they were to the church, and like they should be, you know. I mean, it, it sounded like a you know, it was a full bore, like horns practically grew out of his head. Uh, and and, it, and then it was like, okay, on to uh, vodka caviar and ice skating in the Great Hall. That sounds right. Uh, and and uh, the, uh, what I think the reason I had this on their brain too is because Pussy Riot performed last night at Black Cat. At Black Cat, see, that's Black Cat is probably the best example of uh, real quote unquote real DC and Hill DC. Where I've ran into the most people, not at a Hill event, mm-hmm. at Black Cat. Yeah, people from the Hill like Black Cat. Probably it's been it's sort of been parodied in Veep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's my favorite venue. Uh, I'm really mad at them now because their cheapest beer is six dollars, and uh, it's Black Cat. Come on, guys, it should be four dollars at most. Don't give me that bullshit. It's a PBR Tallboy. Fuck off. No, four dollars. Then serve me a twelve ounce pecan. That's still high, but you, you're a Black Cat. You're supposed to be the cool dark punk rock club. Anyways, uh, yeah, name one Pussy Riot song. I can't exactly. No one can. Uh, they're a cultural event, not a musical act. <laughs> uh, that about a year and a half after that, there was an art exhibit at the Corcoran that also employed this fake ice thing that you could, and you, the viewer, could skate under the art. It was one of the coolest things in a very only in D.C., only in the art world, only where there's like money to do these type of events thing. Those are the type of events that I think a lot of people on both sides of D.C. completely like miss. They don't even realize it's happening. And Do you think a lot of people realize that? I mean, not only does the Renwick have like the, the Burning Man exhibit mm-hmm. right now. Oh, but, everyone. But, everyone but, that reads B.Y.T. knows that. But that it's also in the rest of the city, too. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, there's a random like mm-hmm. half head of Maya Angelou. Awesome. I think... You know, if you're working byt, you do. Okay, uh, we did a first look on that. We have the closing party coming up, and that's one of the things about my job that I really did because, like, I get to focus on that stuff, and you have to focus on the primaries in Oregon, <laughs> and you have to know that stuff. I do have to know that. stuff. I don't. As I need to know what's coming up. We all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> oh, mine's. I have no cross to bear. I'm having a great time. I love my job. I love our site. The White Sox are your cross to bear, Brandon. Oh, it? I have no problem <laughs> with any baseball. Baseball is greater than hockey nowadays. Uh, Ovechkin likes Putin. If you like, the, re- if you like uh, the Caps, you like Putin. And if you're okay with that, that's cool. Be okay with that. If you're conflicted in any way, stop watching hockey. It's that simple. Root for the Golden Knights. You gotta root for gambling, Jack. Do you have any idea what we're talking about? No. Okay, basketball is a number one. <laughs> That's right. He's so a big the, basketball the, fan. The real the real capital of the United States uh, has a new NHL team, a franchise NHL yeah. team, the, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and yep. they're they're they've they've waited. Their like, inaugural they, year. Yeah, they waited eight long months to make it to the finals, <laughs> Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Uh, and they're playing the Washington Capitals. And they and they're and again, they're hosting. So the real capital of the United States, Las Vegas, is hosting the uh, the, the capital in name only, Washington. Go Knights. <laughs> you could look at wonderful photos by the fantastic photographer Armando Gallardo on brightishyoungthings.com. We put him up this morning at nine thirty. He went to the watch party last night okay. at the Capital One arena. Is that whatever what it is? The phone Horizon booth. Center. I, I like to call it the MCI. So Center still, because that's what it was when I first moved here. That predates me. <laughs> the MCI doesn't even exist anymore. does Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. Uh, what was the is does US Cellular still exist? I don't think it does. does I don't it? think it does either. What's yeah. what? Where do the White Sox play? What is, guaranteed right field? Yeah, lo- and lo- there's there's literally an arrow pointing down on the sign. So and that's like on the stadium that. So that's not a good. Is it guaranteed luck? rate? Like it's like a mortgage company yeah. or something? Or oh, yeah, okay, like you know, quick and loans arena. Okay, yeah. yeah real there, real sad when I, when i went to a uh, a wedding in southern illinois and uh, near ava illinois uh back i have no idea where that is it's 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 basically the kentucky part of uh, of of illinois cool, cool, cool. i've never been never gone um anyway uh there there was a it wasn't even a minor league baseball team it was an independent league oh, baseball wow. team uh the southern illinois miners and they they were and i forget the name but it was a storage unit facility company and that was the stadium and it was a beautiful stadium really Uh, yeah but but it but it was like secure site stadium or something like that you know that's great and and i just thought like this is this is nuts i mean and i i i've just i think about like Naming rights now we just don't we don't even think about it anymore. Like remember it seemed so gauche at one point. Oh yeah, and, and now it now it's like the Celtics have like General Electric uh, like symbols on their uniforms. Do you, you see that last name? Well, yeah. everyone does. Um, Goodyear I, is, is Goodyear the foot. What do the Cavs wear? What's the foot logo? Is that Goodyear? I think it's Goodyear. Yeah, yeah. it's Goodyear. They yeah. all do. Okay, good for them. Oh, I think somebody so, the could you Jack could you look up the Los Angeles Clippers one because they have something cool. It's like a condom or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. It's something cool though, right? Yeah. Trojan ends LA Clippers. <laughs> oh, it's Bumble? Yeah, Bumble. Wow. There you go. So it is cool. It is, is like funny. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. Bumble. Oh. Do you know what Bumble is? Yeah, it's a dating like, Do you know dating. what what separates Bumble it's from the from the crop? Uh you you tell me. Like cuz it's just going to be sound like an old man explaining, you know, Gen X explaining something. The lady picks the boys. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have okay. to uh,
0: and yeah. right first, I think. Yeah. That's,
1: yeah. That's it. Okay. So meanwhile,
0: meanwhile, the Knicks have Squarespace.
1: That's perfect. Yeah, isn't it? The home of podcasting, yeah. Squarespace, everybody.
0: <laughs> the, what are the Bulls? I don't think the Bulls have one. They may not.
1: Yeah, not every team yeah, has There's some that. holdouts. Yeah, thank God. I, do the Suns have one? That's my Yeah, favorite. do the Phoenix Suns have one? I'm going to look now. Do you still root for the Suns? I do. I see They're that- the worst team in basketball. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't abandon them now. I still love them. I don't know why. Being the worst team in basketball is a good thing, because yeah. then you get the best traps. There's no... I'm not going to pity you 76ers is the point. Uh... Basketball is the future. Thank God it's fun to watch the yeah. Wizards play. Yeah. Yeah. No, There's no been. qualifiers. I like watching the Wizards play. I don't root for them. I still root for the Bulls, even though we suck. And I want good things for John Wall. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're ever going to win a championship with him. I'm still convinced. The, the, like, that's still a fun experience. Right. Uh, where every other sport has just been more negative. Let's not talk about sports. No one cares about that. I'm Barry Shunk Things. Does the Phoenix Suns have a... I'm not seeing it. Perfect. So you're still... But that's probably because no one wants it. They still use the sun. That's (laughs) not funny. That is not funny. You, uh, in addition to being the... Well, you are the editor, so you get to assign your own stories. You get to occasionally write about fun stuff within the district. Right. Out of a local tourist type of thing. Right. Someone's coming in from out of town. You want to impress them with some oddity of Washington, D.C. Where do you take them? What do you do? Um. So, I mean, for like the full day sort of experience, sure. Um, I think I would start out, uh, probably on a place like Theodore Roosevelt Island. Okay. Uh, in, in in the river, okay. Uh, go go, and depending on how like sweaty they wanted to get, I mean, if they, if they wanted to just see it, we'd just do like a quick like once around the island sure. and see the statue, and then and then head somewhere else. If they actually wanted to like run or hike or do whatever, we could do that, and then go across the Key Bridge. Uh, which and then show them the Exorcist steps. Yep, which is kind of cool. And and a lot of people, um, you know, it, there is this history to DC that has nothing to do with politics. And I and I I like to cite the Exorcist and how what a what a crazy movie the Exorcist is. Still, it's I, I think it's still a little scary uh, of, of of a movie. I mean, I'm not a big horror guy. What are your um, thoughts on the like 2001? Was it 2000 2001? 2000, it was 2000. Like right. we're gonna add a few new graphics. Type um, of thing. So I saw that it was like the yeah, it was like the 40th anniversary, I think. Yeah, or some something like that. Uh, 40th or some that anniversary or 50th. No, it was 40th anniversary in 2013. Um, I I didn't know The Exorcist enough to okay. know what the difference was. Okay, um, but I I saw it uh, at Georgetown, uh, and and I thought you know this is great, and it's it's amazing how creepy of a movie it is. I mean, yeah. aside from just the you know head spinning around and green vomit and all this kind of stuff, I mean there is a uh, it is a movie filled with dread, and dread is a is a tough like tone to get and like. Georgetown is a really cool campus, and I, and I like Georgetown. I don't like driving in it, but if I walk there and I can get, like, coffee and a beer or whatever, yeah. like, I, I like it in that sense. Sure. Um, but, like, Georgetown is is a com- very unique, you know, kind of thing, and I love, like, walking through it. That being said, like, when you walk through in the winter or when it's foggy, it's creepy. Okay, there you go. Oh so, it. so far we're going so, to an island. Right. In the Georgetown stuff. So, two right. very good murder locations. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and then up Rock Creek. Okay. Um, and, I mean, again, depending on whether, you know, the person is, like, a vegetarian or mm-hmm. wants, you know, like, uh, barbecue or or whatever, I would – I'd probably eventually bring them here and take them to Federalist Pig. Federalist uh, Pig is the – probably the newest barbecue restaurant in the city. It opened in December of 2016. Right. But the guy who opened it uh, also had a – he previously had a barbecue place on Florida Avenue mm-hmm. um, um, called – uh, D-City Smokehouse And also catered my wedding Which you were at yep. You remember that and, uh, he, and it's fantastic food And he also used to work At Hill Country Right He was the pit master there It's great barbecue uh, We've written about it Quite a bit It's made our Like best sandwiches Of the list on BYT It's in the current issue Of Washingtonian They have their Big barbecue roundup It's which, a great spot It's awesome So so far we've gone to uh, I'm gonna kill you On an island I'm gonna kill you On the stairs <laughs> Now I'm gonna fill your Heart with cholesterol Right and then we're going to go down to Miss Pixie's because, okay. because I love Pixie. And, and I think that aside from it being just like sort of a, you know, a little quirky kind mm-hmm. of thing, you also, you get to see, I mean, granted, she gets a lot of stuff from estates that are in the the greater area. You know, she's, she's an estate buyer and she brings all the stuff in. And that's why you have like mid-century Danish, you know, uh, furniture. But a lot of the stuff that ends up there is also like indicative of this area. So there's a lot of weird, like, Books and music and so forth that is from this, Mm -hmm. the the people who lived here. And it's, it's just like a, it's a look at a different kind of DC. Uh, And that's on 14th street, just, Mm -hmm. just south of you. And then it probably takes them up to Malcolm X park uh, and, and show them that where you also, you got married uh, like uh, right, right next to the park there. Yeah. and, and because it's just a cool way of looking at like the, I mean, the architecture changes like subtly as, as you're going yeah, through the, these sure. neighborhoods. I mean, Georgetown is like, is, is very different than the kind of mini embassy row. I would agree of, with that. Uh, I would <laughs> agree with that. There's also the Joan of Arc statue. Yes. Uh, and the, and where I'm trying to think, I'm trying to place that exactly. Uh, so that's on the t- like above, like top, top part mm-hmm. closer to the line than to U street. Okay. And, um, so, I'm, this is the the best way to talk is with your hands over uh, a microphone. So, it's <laughs> sorry. He lives right there too. I can't even think of it. The northernmost part of the park, right. the top level before any of the stairs hit is the Joan of Arc statue. Okay. Gotcha. Uh and uh a okay, my not favorite part of it, but occasionally the the big sword is there and occasionally it's not. Because people want the big sword, which I understand totally. Everybody wants the big sword. And if I could take the big sword without hurting anybody, I totally would. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But it might create jaws. That's all I'm saying. Right. Absolutely. Um, I would, depending on, you know, the time is a little fluid. Say it's a flat circle and we, we can just, like, do three three meals, mm-hmm. like, at some point, I would also want to uh, take, take my guests and get some tacos. You Where? Know? So maybe Taqueria Habanero. Okay. Uh, maybe El Sol on 11th. Okay. Um, I mean, depending on, you know, how fancy, if it's a dinner, maybe we'd go to Speeda de Mezcaleria. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's like, you know, that's a, another part of, of D.C. that, um, I mean, you know, we've had Guatemalans and Hondurans and Salvadorans here for years and years and years. Um, and now it, it seems like there is just this, like, the, it, it is a more, there's just more tacos than you can, like, you know, you, you, like, there there's such a great... No, I like disagree. There supply. needs to be more tacos. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying it's a good thing. Like you can, you can. Yeah, take I'm saying it's not of... a good thing. There needs to be more. There's not enough. <laughs> I'm not joking. And and, and t- look at look at this. I'm I'm from Arizona. Yeah. Like I'm like I can be known to be persnickety about Mexican food. It's just a different type of Mexican. food. <laughs> yeah, it's not food Mexican I, food. Thing. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's great so we'd want to go there I'd also want to take them to I know I'm getting like long in the tooth this here is on this. good I'd, I'd want to go to uh, the other side of the spectrum in terms of uh, vintage shop uh, from Miss Pixies which is the Georgia Avenue thrift store yes uh, it's very different which is like it, it is in an, it the only way to describe it is just like kind of nuts I mean it's like it's, it's like your business card right? like you said that, that your business card is like the internet he's referring, threw referring up to on the it. brightest young things business card <laughs> that the internet threw up on it yeah uh, the internet threw up in 2012 like you know yeah the the uh, uh, you'll never forget it <laughs> the georgia avenue thrift store is like the 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 entire municipality of like upper northwest threw up on a, a, a vintage store and and here it is you're like, making it sound not appealing <laughs> that's that, that is true although people who really want to go to a cool thrift store they will know they they will know that that's like that's the place um to go i it's hard to narrow down. Like we went from this this weird thing where we had almost no bookstores mm-hmm. uh, in in DC, and now we have like one in every neighborhood. It's kind of and they're independent. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got to go to the flagship uh, at at um, at Politics and Prose, the uh, far one on Connecticut. Yeah, the far one on Connecticut. Even though it's you know it, you have to take like the Delta shuttle to get there. Sometimes I mean it just takes a while to get there. Um, it's final pick. One bar. Where are you going? One bar. The Tune In. Oh, there you go. You're going to go close to home. Yep. That's back, smart. I like back the Back in. in my neighborhood, the tune-in, it's great. It's been there since 1946. That's, that's probably the awesome. one place that even if you don't work on the hill or you know anybody that works on the hill, that's the lie. You know somebody that works on the hill. Even if you're like a student at AU right. and you literally don't know anyone in the hill, that's the one bar you might end up at. Right. And it's a good bar. It is. Uh, we're going to take a little break and come back with our best weekend bets. And uh, are you cool for that, Jack? Party. thursday we publish our best weekend bets because thursday is a f- weekend in washington dc it's true uh they go live oh, wednesday if you're cool stop it <laughs> stop it that's not funny stop it apologize right now never what, what did, you go to, did you go to pussy right last night no i didn't <laughs> did you do anything cool last night yeah i had fun last night. what'd you do yeah. tell me everything you did <laughs> <laughs> last night In detail What'd you do here at the Lion Hotel In full service radio
0: Crazy kind of performance thing in the studio Then I had dinner with an old friend Who was the crazy performance? Uh, It was a rapper named Thrax It was great, people were standing on the tables and jumping around It was really great Good. Who was your old friend that you had dinner with? She's the leading uh, African American culinary historian In the world What's her name? Jessica B. Harris Where does Jessica live?
1: Uh, Brooklyn That's right
0: so she's just visiting.
1: Yeah, she is visits. she staying in the Beautiful Line Hotel? She is indeed. Is she enjoying her stay? Very much Do so. Do you think she's hanging out with David Brooks?
0: <laughs> no.
1: No or you don't know? I don't
0: think she is. But you don't know. Quick aside there. I, I once had a girlfriend <laughs> whose sister ran a blog called Shut the Fuck Up David Brooks. We've all had a
1: sister with a blog. It <laughs> <laughs> was called Shut the Fuck Up David <laughs> That was cool. Why didn't you chime in on that earlier? I don't know. Cool. He he walked right by us. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, he he walked right by us. We could have said, like, hey, anyway, I was reading Shut the Fuck Up, David Brooks. All right, that was funny. I like that. (laughs) Anyways, every Thursday at FreddyShookThings.com, we publish our best week of bets. We do it for Washington, D.C., New York City, Chicago, Illinois, and we give you LGBTQ picks for Washington, D.C. This week's theme is Jennifer Aniston, because Jennifer Aniston has been announced... Uh, they have a new Netflix movie. Is it movie or series? I don't really know. I've heard both. Uh, starring her and Tignataro. Tignataro is the curator and uh, performer of the Bensonball Comedy Festival, which we also announced this week. Tickets for that are on sale now for the Lincoln Pass, which allows you to come to all four of the shows. It's in October. It's very fun. It's all women except one man from Queer Eye because BYT is fucking cool. Here's our Thursday picks for Washington, D.C. Uh, Mount Kimby is at the Black Cat tonight. We just published our interview with Mount Kimby. Uh, read it. Jose Luis Paz Sanchez did a very fine job with that. Uh, for our sports pick of the night, we're going to recommend the Old Pearl Hole-in-One Invitational at Owen's Ordinary. It's a beer event. Uh, we wrote about that in our May draft picks. And for our other show pick of the night, we're definitely looking forward to A Place to Bury Strangers at DC9. That should be good and loud. Do you have any picks, Jason? I, I can't improve on it. I mean, I I would have said uh, I I just saw that the Nationals are actually down in Miami, uh, mm-hmm. and, but I, I would have picked a, a a Sunday baseball game just because that's we'll like get perfect to Sunday. For, for. But I, I have nothing nothing fantastic. To Moving on to Friday, <laughs> Friday Memorial Day weekend. Uh, wake up early and join us at Creative Mornings May Talk at six tonight. Svetlana is giving the talk. You might know Svetlana because she is my boss. Uh, I legitimately like my boss. That's a weird thing to say into a microphone because it seems like I don't, but I've had bosses that I don't like, and I would not mention them. So, no, I really like Svetlana. She's giving the talk at Creative Mornings at 6 to 9 on Friday. It's sold out, but they have a waiting list thing, and I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, if it's in a free event at 830 in the morning, even if you're signed up, a lot of people won't show up. So sign up to the waiting list, and you'll probably get in. I'm um, going to also recommend the Washington Ballet's Giselle at Wolf Trap. It's, uh, Wolf Trap is almost in full swing at this point. It's an outdoor venue. It's really nice weather out. Uh, it's going to be miserable on a Friday night in July. This is a Friday night in May. It's still r- relatively fine. And I'm also going to recommend the D.C. Black Pride kickoff. Uh, there's two events I'm going to recommend. Number one is the big one at the Grand Hyatt Hotel. And the other one is Shangela Performing at DC Black Pride. Rock the block. Uh, Shangela should have won season three of All-Stars Drag Race. uh, Drag Race All-Stars season three. Uh, Trixie Mattel did one. I love Trixie Mattel. This is no shame to Trixie Mattel. I think Trixie Mattel realizes that Shangela was robbed. Justice for Shangela. Hallelujah. That's her catchphrase. Shangela is great. Amazing. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Why are you living right now? Like you could, you could use. You're listening to this on the internet. Use the internet to learn about drag race and be a better human being. That's it. There's no jokes there. I'm just telling you how to live. Saturday of Memorial Day weekend in and around Washington D.C. As of Saturday, all D.C. public pools will be open. It's hot in D.C. Go to a pool. God, Banneker looks so good. Lately. Banneker's awesome. I, I I was riding my bike from. Uh, Colony Club coffee on Sunday. It was relatively. Look hot. at you, DC yeah. reference uh, after DC reference. Uh, and I just thought, when are they opening? It's just Saturday. It's so they're going to be beautiful. open Saturday. There's a bunch of those weird news old, you can use. There's also those like weird events like on Friday. Like you can come for two hours. No, Saturday they're just open regularly. It's great. Jack, do you have a DC ID yet? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. You need to. To. They're all free if as long as you have a DC ID. That's One. kind of important. It's the last day to see the Barmacide Festival. Barmecide Feast. At the National Air and Space Museum. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, wait. Is this the 2001? Correct. Thing? Yes. Yeah. Um, so if you want to put something on your Instagram, that's what you're going to want to put on your Instagram. Everybody, you, you uh, brand ambassadors, evolved. brand ambassadors, brand ambassadors. And similar to Jason's pick, I'm also going to recommend to eat some pupusas at Pupusa Palooza at El Tamarindo. There were too many P's. Too, too many, many P Ps. consonants in that phrase. Sunday, we're giving you five days of picks. Too many picks, everybody. That's just too many picks. Sunday's show of the night is Willie Nelson and Sturgill Simpson co-headlining the anthem. That show is originally going to be part of Willie Nelson's massive tour. He's doing also with Sturgill Simpson and Elvis Costello, and that was going to be at Merriweather. Kind of glad it's just Elvis Costello and Sturgill Simpson at the anthem rather than Merriweather. Uh, Elvis Costello's fine. He's hit or miss. Yeah. I've seen him live, and I've had an okay time. And Merriweather is a commitment. That I mean, if right. you're going to weather, Meriwether, you want to see like Bob Dylan and Wilco and My Morning Jacket. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's, that's that's like tour pro- it's going to take four days to get up there. Yeah, and and I'm going to get like five thousand mosquito bites. I'm going to also recommend Jimmy Valentine's eleventh anniversary party. They've been around for 11 years. Have you, do you like Jimmy Valentine's? my favorite. I love that place. Yeah. You don't live nearby, so you very rarely go, As I guess. I did, because I lived
0: northeast for oh, about yeah. a year. Yeah. Um, that was the first place I came after moving from Brooklyn that made me feel like a, it was a
1: Brooklyn yeah. spot. Yeah. They're rare. Yeah. Aren't, isn't that rare in D.C.? It actually is. Yeah, damn right. I'm right. Have you been to Jimmy Valentine's? I have not. Yeah. I've heard Jimmy Valentine's. It's filthy. Yeah. I'm liking the fact that both of you are recommending places and then adding, they're filthy. <laughs> I'm going to recommend uh, This Is The Kit at DC9. Um, I'm not really recommending it for This Is The Kit. I'm recommending it for the person in the middle of the bill, Adam Schatz. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's in the band Landlady. Mm-hmm. Best show I saw in 2014. And uh, their last record's very good. The record before that is damn near perfect. He is a great performer. He's been on my other show, You meet Them Everybody, a handful of times. I really like him and that band. Moving on to Monday. It is Memorial Day. It is a holiday. You're not going to work, and if you are, good for you. You need to make money. I get it. Okay. Uh, we updated our burger guide at BradyShunkThings.com, so if you want to read an, over an hour's worth of words, about because we now have the thing of, like, how long does it take to read this? It's an hour's long words about meat. Go to What's, Brady not, Shunk what's Th- not to like? You're damn right. Uh, the Phillips Collection is free for anyone 30 and under. Be from Memorial Day to Labor Day, so I'm going to recommend that on Memorial Day. Author of Black Panther, who is the Black Panther, Jesse G. Holland. Jesse J. Holland will be speaking about his new book at Busboys and Poets at 5th and K. So the final pick of the night is the Gaslight Anthem playing a sold-out 930 club. That's a well-rounded, pro-American, pro-Black Panther The Gaslight Anthem, who wishes they sounded like Bruce Springsteen in '86 uh, weekend. We also got to include plugs for uh, Adam Schatz of Landlady. I'm surprised, not surprised at all that you know Adam. Yeah, I love Adam. He's a great guy, too. You should have him in on Sunday.
0: That's a good point. I'll get in touch with him. Yeah, he's one of the most impressive um, singers I've ever seen live. You know well. what's good I've seen ab- him do some solo stuff. He goes by Miss Adam Schatz. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Have you seen him play sax? Yeah, he's good at that, yeah, too. Yeah, he's fun at saxophone. Quick quick question, a uh, bar-related question. Yeah. Show- Showtime is expanding. Have they reopened as the expanded Showtime? Oh, great Showtime? question. Or, I should or know they, that. Thanks uh, for making me look real dumb. Oh, so, <laughs> that was not the intent. Uh, I don't know. But one of my favorite bars, uh, also, oh, yeah. uh, in, in, in town. Uh, and, and I... I hope they don't lose the charm uh, because it's just... You, you know, know what? I hope they do lose the charm. I hope <laughs> they become a corporate sports bar. <laughs> they just throw everybody a curveball. Hey, you know how you used to have the best soul nights in Washington, D.C.? Fuck that. We're going all nats all the time. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, Showtime's a real... I like that little area, that little, like, two-block strip of bars and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've got Boundary Stone. We've mm-hmm. um, got... Uh, um, not... It's not Red Apron. It's no, it's Red Hen. Red Hen. Red Hen, yeah. uh, uh, just, just down the street mm-hmm. from that. I mean, it's, it's great. And then if you go on Florida, you've got like a mini wonderland of food there too. You've got Ancho, the cider place with mm-hmm. the small plates. You've got meat and, uh, and cheese, which is great. You've got the Chico, or not Chico, uh, that's on Barracks Row. But you've got the, I'm uh, uh, losing the name right here, but it's a Korean chicken place uh, right across from me. Have Meats you been foods. to the Ancho that's not that one? The, the one, one that's up, like Up in northeast like what, No like, not or... northeast It's still northwest Oh it is okay. yeah. Oh on Kennedy Street Yes No I have not been to that one Have you been to that yeah, one Yeah I have That's super cute It is I, if I you're love gonna, cute You should take your wife to that And go on a little mini Pincho, Pincho. Insider Pincho. date <laughs> Sure Oh I'm so white <laughs> God I'm Pincho's the whitest Pincho's insiders <laughs> Have some Pincho's insiders On Kennedy Street In Washington D.C. Everybody Real D.C. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag oh, cool no. D.C. cool everybody no. <laughs> Oh. Thanks for listening everybody You can follow Jason where? At Jason J. Dick on Twitter You have the best name I, I love it I, I hated Damn it right. growing up But I grew up in a shit kicker town And now I don't live in a shit kicker town Did you town. get beat up because of your name? I didn't get beat up But I got in a lot of fights Did you win or lose? Uh, most of them were a draw As most fights are Cool, 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 cool Yeah You got a good name Never change <laughs> um, It's too late now No, yeah, you can change whenever you want I don't It's know my that. brand Dick oh. is my brand <laughs> the wrong time to be saying that stuff, buddy. (laughs) Arrested Development comes back Tuesday. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a wonderful night.
0: Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at FullServiceRadio. Thanks for listening.